more. Well, you're just in time for another bonus episode. From midnight at Kim's Crypt Haunted Mill. Welcome, Kim Yates. Hello, I'm happy to be here. <laughs> this is actually our second try, guys. You don't, yes. you have no idea. So, but now we were in the basement of the House of Eyes, which is supposedly very haunted and very active. So, if start things start happening, we'll let you know. So, we love horror movies, and we do horror movie reviews. Uh, we review literature, etc. Kim, this is our favorite haunted attraction that we've ever been to. Oh, wow. First and foremost. I appreciate that. It's part of our yearly tradition with our now fourth graders of coming here. They've been coming here since first grade. Mm-hmm. Um, they were really proud about that. That's great. Really but proud. We, we scare the little ones as well as the big ones. You know, we're equal opportunity haunted attraction. And we feel that we need to give everybody a good scare. Now, if it's somebody that's too scared and they can't go through, that doesn't mean just the children. We've, we have Trixie, who you've seen and you met. Um, she will actually take you by the hand and walk you through because we want you to get a good experience. We want you to have fun and go through and get scared and have a good time. We don't want to just collect your money and say, oh, you can't go through. We want you to do that. And that's one of the, the few things that Kim's Crypt has that a lot of other people have. And it's not like... You can come and request her. She's, it just happens sometimes she'll, she'll see it. They're like, oh, you, oh, you got to go through. And people are like, oh, I can't. I'm too scared. I'm too scared. Next thing you know, her and Trixie and, and the, the kids or the, the people are best friends. And it has been adults as well. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. I don't know about those fighter flight <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I'm Unfortunately, I am one of those fighter flight people. So, uh, I have yeah. heard. <laughs> heard. We'll, we'll take you through, too. She'll hold you by the hand, <laughs> hold you by both hands so you can't fight. Well, <laughs> I will go through gladly, uh, but yeah, I love being scared. I do. So even though I have that fight or flight, I do love being scared. Yeah. It's kind of conundrum. And we love scaring you, and we have lots of things to scare you with, such as five attractions, uh, which are the Dark Despair, the House of Eyes, the... Horror Mangus Mill, the Haunted Mill, and the Terror Trail. So, and we also have the Zombie Escape Room, hearse rides, coffin rides, and so much more. Big midway food trucks, um, f- fun things to do, photo ops everywhere. So, plan on being here a while. But this is your one-stop shop. We got it all, including a really cool gift shop too. So, and we do take credit cards. So come <laughs> check us out at kimscrypt.com. Oh, this yeah. is like one of the few places where you're actually having fun while you're waiting. Yeah. I think that's like a really important thing. To it do. is. You have your band's music playing. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's so fun, you know, waiting in line. Just like our, our kids were just like dancing, waiting. That's cool. And yeah. loving it. Taking selfies and fist bumps. Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah, my band, I, I play drums for and harmony vocals for Scarlet Angel. And uh, we... We got a lot of lot of lot of gigs coming up, so check it out. We're I don't know when this will air, but we're playing at the Tourist End this Saturday, which by the time it airs is probably over, but the seventeenth of June. And then we're playing at the Racehorse Tavern coming up in July, so check that out as well. 
And uh, we have a lot of dates in, in the Baltimore area as well. So check it out, Scarlet Angel. And I also play drums for Karma. So two bands, one large haunted house, and two cats, Candy and Kane with K's. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Oh, you kept telling me. Yeah. Fear the night. Fear the night. Fear the night. Yes. Yeah. I think that's on the first CD, which we, we have one left, by the way. We just found one because we have three CDs available. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. And, and uh, the jack-o'-lantern. Yes. Oh, it's like a jack-o'-lantern. Yes. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. on the first CD as well. Yeah. yeah. We, we love Halloween so much that we named our dog Pumpkin. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've always had like Halloween names for most of my cats in my life. Like, like now it's Candy and Cane, but it's not really because of Christmas. It's because I want to name them Candy Corn, but I thought Candy and Cane worked better. Yeah, but uh, my I had a cat named Creepy with a K, and then I had uh, Crypto with a K, and before that was Freaky, Boo. He was my dog, so yeah, I was I had, like Halloween names for my little, yeah, Spooky. She was my she yeah. was a terror. She really was. She'd tear you up. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> These are the tangents of dying for midnight. I know. We're, yeah. Before you know, we're gonna have forty-five minutes. Pet names. <laughs> <laughs> but we yeah, love it. We love it. Um, oh, and we found a bat in the in the house of eyes. I'm pointing like you all can see. But yeah, I'm in, in the basement right now. But yeah, one of my guys, uh, we he call we call him Lady Pants because he wear lady pants in the wintertime. And Jerry G came in the uh, basement and found a little baby. We're talking, this baby was like the size of a nickel. It was really Aww. cute. So then the bat rescue people, the PA bat rescue people came in and got it. It was really, really cool. So it was like a whole day of me calling people and texting people back. And finally we got it to a place where they could take care of it. But yeah, this place oh, that's is great. bats everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> so Kim, yes, just getting to know you a little bit, what was the source of your inspiration for haunted attractions? Well, back when, well, before I even went to my first haunted attraction, which was the um, the haunted mansion in Disney World when I was about nine, I always liked like the Aurora horror models, monster models, and my dad used to buy them for me and I'd put them together. And I liked horror comic books like the House of Mysterious Secrets and you know, creepy and eerie and the ones from like way back in the day. So I had a, a, a really massive comic book collection as well as uh, horror models. And I was always into like, you know, jumping out and scaring people and um, things like that. But my parents took me to Disney World and we would actually like little make haunted houses, like little forts and stuff like that. We're talking like juvenile looking now, you know, like, you know, just mazes and stuff but, <laughs> but my parents took me to Disney World we went to the Haunted Mansion and I loved it especially when the three ghosts are in the in the, the yeah. cart with you and he bought me up my first monster mask which was an old man and I wore that on the ride home from Disney World to Baltimore Maryland where we we lived actually Glen Burnie Maryland and I wore it on 95 <laughs> North the whole way. I mean, just like scaring people out the window, and, and I thought that was so cool. So then we made a monster out of that mask. We made, you know, stuffed my dad's clothing and put boots on it and little gloves and all, and made a monster in the living room. And everybody thought it was real. And I'm like, I want to go back to Disney World and get another mask. So that was the thing. I wanted to go back and get a mask, and so we did. So I got the Hunchback of Notre Dame, and then I wound up getting like the Wolfman and others. Wow. But then I realized, oh, I don't have to go all the way back to Disney World just to get a mask. I could, I, di I discovered like uh, in Baltimore City, they had a, a mask 
store. I forgot what it was called now, but I, we used to go there. And then I discovered Spencer's Gifts. Mm -hmm. So I start getting into black lights, strobe lights, spider webs, and other things like that. So I started collecting these things, and I wanted to just decorate my parents' house at the time. So my house, where my parents lived, was always decorated every year. I'd add more and more and more, and it was a sight to see for the people in the neighborhood, the kids in the neighborhood. And then once I moved out and got older, I started collecting coffins and other things that people would give me and donate mannequins and all. So the collection grew, and then my my display grew, and I started decorating the houses that, that like the house I was living in. And then when I bought my my house that I live in now in Rosedale in 1994, that's when Kim's Crypt actually started as a haunted house. Me and some friends were jumping out, we were dressing up, and it was all donation. It was a donation pumpkin out front. It wow. was like free for, for years. And that's how it started. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. I can't imagine like just the the passion and love that you had to have for it, for it to be free. Oh, it was free. Yeah. Yes, it was absolutely free for years. And, and in you fact, had, you had friends that were on board with the free part. Yeah, and the thing is, we would just do it. We would have fun at the house. And back then, we were playing Nintendo, and we were like, you know, eating chocolate cake and just waiting. This is like like in the, in the in like ninety four, like ninety four, like the first year. And we didn't have as many customers, obviously, but it quickly grew. And then. People were hearing about it word of mouth. People were finding out. We were doing handmade flyers and stuff like that. And then in 1998, the Baltimore Sun came out and did a big, big interview. And they did pictures, and they put me on the front of the Live magazine, and it blew up. I mean, the, the, the lines were all the way around the neighborhood, and parking was crazy, and it was just, it was nuts. I mean, we actually had a parking guy. We had a drive, guy who was driving the hearse at the time. We had me giving the tours. And back then, at the house... I would do the whole tour. So I would come out, you know, with blood in my mouth and kidscrypt.com <laughs> and people were taking pictures with the old, the old Polaroid cameras and the regular oh, yeah. cameras because there was no, you know, cell phones and selfies <laughs> back then. And we would, we would do, um, I would do the whole tour and it was pretty cool. We'd have like Dracula out front, Michael Myers on the roof holding a pumpkin with a knife in his hand and it was definitely something to see. And we were... They would go through the whole house inside. We had the exorcist scene because then I would I met as I grew as as the haunted house grew. I started getting like professional props. I went to uh, New York and I got the distortions electric chair, which I still have. And then we're talking back in '98 because that's when it kind of bumped up a little bit because I started to get professional props, you know. And then I got an alien that uh, my friend Doug made and the exorcist and the head actually rotated and the eyes moved back and forth. This was all on like like um, um, a remote control type thing and it was scary. And we had some like professional props in the house while we were incorporating other props and masks and, and um, actors as well. And it was for, a, for a, um, you know, being in the house, it was pretty elaborate. And then we kind of outgrew the house and then we were at the VFW hall in Middle River for three years. And then we, we were in Essex for like four years or so, and then Dundalk, we were letting so so many different places I was renting. Yeah. So we would put it up, take it down, put it up, take it down. But once we went to Dundalk in 2007, then I was renting year round. So that's when Kim's Christmas started. So we did one weekend of very twisted Christmas featuring scary Santa, evil elves, um, snowmen that were like, you know, crazy melting in your face, kind of scary stuff. 
And then we did My Bloody Valentine's Weekend. And that was Put a Hex on Your Ex. Oh, I love that. Yes, yeah. we did. So yes. we started that back in 2007 into eight because that's when I was, you know, year round. And then we did Patrick's Weekend. You know, it was, uh, you know, uh, very green and luck lucky charms. Did you so have any Halloween three scenes? Do you, have you seen? Have you oh, seen? I love Halloween three. Oh, oh, we silver shamrock. Yeah. You know, it's funny that you said that. I'm going to do a Halloween three scene. Oh, because bless you. I, 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 you don't even know. I got this. I got the masks at home. I'm so excited. I got the masks at home. You know, the, the pumpkin, the skeleton, the witch, and I've always wanted to have the TV. Sitting there, you know, you walk in a room. Yes. Okay. <laughs> eight more days till Halloween, Halloween, Halloween. Eight more days till Halloween. Silver Shamrock. It's almost time, kiddies. Gather around and don't forget, wear your mask. <laughs> oh my God. Yes, that is. We didn't even talk about this, guys. We didn't talk about this. It's funny because people always ask me, "What's your favorite scary movie?" The Exorcist is my favorite scary movie. Usually that's where it ends. Nobody yeah. ever asked me, what's your second, third, and fourth? Halloween 3 is right up there. I love that. You might be one of the first people I've met outside yeah. like our small circle of friends that says it's one of their favorites. Yeah. They're like, yeah. oh yeah, I, I love Halloween 3. I don't understand the hate. Yeah. But to say that it's one of your tops, mm -hmm. there's not too many people. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And it's funny because I love the Halloween series. Of course I love Halloween 1. Of yeah. course I love like Friday the 13th and all those and the Jasons and all that and the and, you know, the Ring and, and all, all those movies. Yeah. Um, Saw and the all that stuff. What are your thoughts on Art the Clown, Terrifier? You know, I'm not as familiar. I've seen it and I have an art here and people like it. Yeah. So I'm like, oh cool, they like it. So I'm not as familiar with the movie as yeah. I am the older movies because I've seen them so much and they're right. more engraved in my head. Right. But, oh man, I, and, and it's funny because that I thought, I told some of my friends here about that scene that I wanted to do. I said, I wonder if people would get it. And they're like, you know, the, the diehard Halloween 3 fans would get it because I want the kids to be like this, like shaking yeah. their heads back and forth. And then like, or, or just sitting there and then one kid is real and he turns around. You know, it says something crazy. No, this, this yeah. sounds amazing. This sounds amazing. And I feel like Halloween um, 3. Our kids are going to, like, be it's, dying. It's been talked about so much they recently love that. in the past, like, five years even. It feels like there was always that cult following. Yeah, yes, it, yes. It, it's, it's definitely gaining popularity. It is, it is. I, lo I love that. I mean, I I love that out of all of them, that is my favorite. I mean, I love Michael Myers. I do. Yeah. I, I think he's great. And all, and all, but but that one, it just it always stuck with me, that the the, the song, the the premise of it, and everything, and then at the end, and and the music, and and, it, and the melting, yes, and, ah, yeah, I love it. <laughs> you can just tell they had so much fun making at, that movie. Yeah. At what point is Ellie uh, one of uh, Cochran's machinations? What, at what point is? Like, was she a, a robot killer from the beginning, or did they take her in the special processing room and? At what point? That's I the don't know. Yeah. yeah. See, we're going to, this is going to be right. long. Three yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> you know, we know what else? Another one that I really love, um, as far as movies go, I love Creep Show 1 and 2. I love them. Yeah. Everything about them, I just like every episode, and I've always liked that. Especially, what is it? Uh, 
I got my cake, Bedelia. I love it. And what's the other one? Um, yeah, Father's the Day. Yeah. yeah, the hitchhiker. Yeah. I like him too. That, that's... Thanks for the ride, lady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks for the ride, lady. I love that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So many good ones. Um, but but back to how the, the Kim's Crypt thing, how we we start doing off-season haunts. Like Kim's Christmas, like I said, uh, Crypt. Patrick's Day, the Valentine's Day weekend, and then we did Crypt Dependence weekend, uh, <laughs> blood, blood, red, white, and blue. <laughs> we want it. you. It was I pretty love cool. It. We, and of course, we had commemorative shirts for each event that we were open. And then we did Friday the Thirteenth Lights Out tour, and then we start to feature the real Jason from Part Two, Warrington Gillette. So he's been out here, I want to say, at least a good seven times. And he signs autographs and his uh, machetes Amazing. and masks and things like that. So um, that was cool. We've all also had R.A., I'll never see his name right, Mihailov from uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We've yeah, had Jake's him, too. our resident yes. chainsaw guy. On yes. Yeah. And actually, that was our first movie. The remake was our first movie. The remake our first date. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, we, uh, that, so we did that from 2007 on and then 2014 actually this is our our nine-year anniversary this is our 10th um halloween season here at kim's crypt heart mill at the, the mill in pa but this is our 30-year anniversary so i bought the uh this place at an auction in 2014 and that was a trip and i got the whole thing it was 62 and a half acres it was four attractions at the time there was only one floor now we have three floors wow. in the mill and uh, plus the basement, and we added the zombie escape room and more. So it's it's always growing, and and we always add add things to each attraction. So if cause a lot of people go, oh, I went there last year, we've already changed it. Each attraction changes, whether it's a little change or a big change. And if you haven't come to the house House of Eyes, last year was the major change. You got to see it. It's it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. I, I had read about that. Um, yeah. There were some folks that had, uh, that, that's what they do. They go around yeah. reviewing different yeah. attractions, and they went into great detail, the article that I read. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't know because, you know, we were the Lamos, the only ones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, these guys here, they come through, and they go to one attraction, the Haunted Mill, which is the longest one, and that's good, but there's five attractions to go to. So you got to yeah. check them all we, out. There. We got to get the kids to be able to stay up later yeah, than what they do. Yeah, we just need a babysitter. That's the solution. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want. I don't want to uh, keep going to bed early. Yeah. I want to stay yeah. here and do all five attractions. I do too. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, and we also we also offer a skip the line pass if the lines are too long. So that's an option. And we also have a VIP, which is a RIP, all access pass. And what that includes is you get a lanyard. You get a um, double-sided glossy photo pass, and it's it's really cool. It's got like a different picture on each side, and it gets you in all five attractions the whole night. Repeat entry, skip the line. You get a meal. You get a, a Kim's Crypt water bottle. You get a Kim's Crypt T-shirt. You get upfront parking, and and like I said, it's repeat entry the whole night. So that is worth its weight in gold. I'm oh. telling you, people love that, and because not only are you because a lot of people are like, oh, I'm just going to skip the line. Well, why don't you skip the line with the RIP pass? Because you're going to want to eat. You're going to want to do all these things anyway. So we give it all to you with, with one package. And, and what time do you guys usually close? 11 on Fridays and Saturdays, 11 p.m., and 10 on Sundays and okay. weeknights. Yeah, I mean, you can make a whole entire night yeah. going again. Yeah, again. Again, yeah, I can't wait to torture you. <laughs> yeah, and we, open it, and we open it at 6, and that may be a little early, 
but um, that because some of the people like that because they're still going through the attractions when it's partially daylight and they're too scared. So that kind of helps them out. Do we need to come at six? six <laughs> and we have and we had the glow in the dark T-shirts too at our cool gift shop, and that helps them see because because they're glowing. So. Hey, you know we were uh, we were here at eight, so it wasn't yeah too early. yeah yeah. So I remember probably dark then definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Carrie's getting picked on. I am. That's all right. I'm used to it. <laughs> I'm used um, to it. <clears throat> so you already touched on some of your favorite horror movies, but yeah. Is there a specific genre that you go to again and again and again that you like to watch? Um, I, it's it's funny because I do like obviously the the slasher films with the ones I, I mentioned, but I do love Silence of the Lambs. Oh, that's I a do. good one. I like that. I don't know if you would consider it a horror movie or not, but it is. It's something. It's a thriller. Yeah. At least horror adjacent. Horror adjacent for sure. For yeah. sure. Yeah. 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 So I like that one a lot. I um, can't believe you brought that up. I was just thinking, what was that song <clears throat> that Buffalo Bill was dancing in front of the mirror to? <gasps> Donna. Donna. Yeah. I can't even What is it? Replicate. Yeah, I know the other one that the girl the um was in the van when it, when she was when she was driving, she was singing, was it all right? Oh yeah. <laughs> Take it easy, baby. Yeah. Make it last, make it last all night. She was an American, American girl. girl. Yeah, yeah, that, that yeah. was cool. No, I remember you that. You know what? The, there's no words. I know, I don't think there's any words to that song, the Buffalo Bill song. No, it's just like this music, this like, um, <laughs> oh my gosh. I gotta go back and watch that part. <laughs> it's been a while since I've watched the movie, but that is a, a, one of my favorites. I love it. it. Puts the notion in the basket. It does this whenever it's told. <laughs> <laughs> gets the hose yes oh have you seen the the 80s one manhunter no yeah so basically you remember the the prequel or sequel with uh the red dragon movie do you remember that one yeah so this was the actual first red dragon movie in the 80s with um this one's got tom noonan as uh the killer in it it's oh, okay. Like a moonlight killer or something like that. Hmm. But yeah, yeah. So the Red Dragon, the Manhunter one, that one's got a lot of cool music style yeah. to it, and it's it's. I would say it's even more closer to a slasher. Closer to a slasher. Oh, than, yeah, right, it, yeah. It's pretty good. So it's based off that. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's okay. the Red Dragon. It's got a whole different actor playing Hannibal Lecter. Okay. But it's definitely in that yeah, universe. That. For sure. I may have seen it because that's that's what with me. I like I see so many different. Movies I forget, and then I and I watch it. Oh yeah, I saw that. I, I you know. Is is there anything <clears throat> that's um, that's newer that's influencing you moving forward, like for twenty twenty three and beyond? Any newer movies? Like we took the kids to see the new Evil Dead Rise. Yeah, I haven't seen that. I gotta see that. Oh, it was good. Was it? It was so oh, good. Man. I I love I love that series. Yeah, you got Ash on yeah. Your shirt. yeah, I love Ash. Oh yeah, I love that. Yeah, Ash. yeah. So, I've, I've met him, Bruce Campbell. You have. I have met him. Oh, I, he signed my, my book. And he, I called him Campbell Soup. And, you know, he was funny. He was, yeah. <laughs> well, t- tell her what you were hoping for. So we went to the the Joe Bob, you know, Joe oh, Bob yeah. Riggs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. we went to the, what was it that we went to? It was just like a couple the, months ago, right? Yeah, the rock and roll. Call it the rock star. Yeah, right? call it the rock star. Yeah. We Where were the two movies? Boba Bubba Hotep. Bubba Hotep. Yeah. yeah. And uh, rock and roll. Rock high and roll high school. Yeah. yeah. So we were. He 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 had an announcement like special like special thing. I was really hoping for like. 
Bruce Campbell a pop out. Oh, I wow. was like, that would be so awesome. That's You're the, so disappointed. I got a, I got a really cool Bruce Campbell story for you. Back in two thousand one, was it two thousand around, around one or two thousand two when Horrifying first started? Horrifying Weekend started, and this was when they were at just before they were in the Hunt Hunt Valley area. They were over by the BWI airport in a in a hotel, and we got asked to build a haunted house in the hotel. So we did in, in one of the rooms and we just basically built it, you know, out of PVC pipe and, and, and tarps and things. And we just made little scenes and did what we could do inside there. It didn't have much time, but we did. We did what we could do. And Bruce Campbell came through. Tom Savini came through. The guy from the house, wait a minute, the hills have eyes, but okay. Barry, Michael Berryman came through yeah. before he passed. Yeah, all these people came through. And Michael Berryman said, man, I feel like I'm on the set of a movie. It was pretty cool. That is cool. And Tom Savini liked it. And Bruce Campbell didn't wait. Because you're supposed to wait, and I'm, I mean, I guide your tour. He didn't wait. He just walked through, so people would start scaring. And he, he did, that's, you know, <laughs> he does what he wants to do. But, yeah, that was pretty cool. That was the year I also met Alice Cooper, another favorite of mine. Um he was there. His line was longer than any line I've ever seen. And we were, of course, set up there. And I was dressed up as my Kim's Crip costume, you know, my uh, makeup on my face and blood and my own severed head that I carry with me all the time. I also use that in the band. And and he saw me, and I was so excited. I'm like, oh, my gosh, sign this. We were singing together and all. Kim, He said, Kim's Crip, the scariest haunted house uh, this side of the Mississippi. And he said, Kim... Is nothing that a, 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 a rubber mallet and some Prozac can't cure. As we said. And that was cool. We got that on video and everything. Kim, you gave us the, the rundown of starting off in Baltimore. Yes. Um, starting off just taking donations. Yeah. Um, obviously, with the Baltimore Sun piece, yeah. that really helped to launch things yes, from the sounds it of it. Um, was there, when you moved up to Pennsylvania, did I read correctly, there was an auction that yeah. took place, and that's how you got this property. That's how I got the property, yes. Was, um, was there any, you know, we're right over the line from Maryland. Was there any kind of marketing or convincing? Did you have a following that you had to market to to bring them up this way? Or is it just kind of a, is it a mesh of people that were used to coming to you in Baltimore? Plus there was a thirst in this area yeah, for well, it. How did that all work The reason out? why it's called Kim's Crypt Haunted Mill is because we were called Kim's Crypt Haunted Attraction. So we wanted to keep that that fan base and the Hornet Mill Screen Park has been around five years longer than I have. So this is their 35th year because they started before I did. And I want to continue that and not have people think, oh, the Hornet Mill Screen Park's not open anymore. So that's why it's called Kim's Crypt Hornet Mill to combine both of those. And also a big contributing factor of my success along the way was the uh, rock station 98 Rock. Back in 2003, they contacted me and had me on the air. I believe it was the Kirk, Mark, and Lopez show. And I was on there, and it was wild. It was crazy. I mean, I did an interview, and I went on and on and on. It was crazy. And what everybody wanted to hear the craziness, so they wanted to come and meet me and go through the haunted house. So that was a big part of it. So then I was on there every single year, sometimes you know, multiple times per year, doing interviews and getting crazy on the air. It got so crazy. In 2012, they did a promotion where they shaved my head live on the air, <laughs> live. 
and I donated my hair to Locks of Love. Oh. And then they, we got, I got like more five more live radio ads out of that. And also I got on, this is before Justin was, Justin came on and I was on his show, which was in the afternoon. So I got a lot of promotion out of that, a lot. And then they did a thing where they, they did a makeover. They had a, a makeup artist was doing a makeover, meaning like, like pretty makeup. They did a makeup on me. They put me in a dress with my bald head and made me all pretty. And that was something. So I got a lot of promotion back in 2012 on 98 Rock. And then, like every year, I, it's a lot of people say, "How, how do you?" If they, I'll say, "How did you find out about Kim's Crip? I heard you on 98 Rock." And most of the time, it's the interview. Now we don't do interviews anymore because they just don't do that kind of thing anymore. So I do, I still do my radio commercials. So I do commercials on that station as well as other stations around the, the Bay, Rocky 98.5, Froggies, the X, and, and more. So. so this is this is the next point that we wanted to make too, because Kim, like especially for people that are. Um, you know, they're, we're doing this podcast. We're on the socials. Mm -hmm. It's not just as easy as that. You're, you've been out there for a long time yeah. working it, <laughs> for lack of a better phrase, and hitting the bricks to promote this. Oh, yeah. I take those flyers that I gave you everywhere I go. I mean, I take them everywhere. The dentist, the doctor, the gynecologist's office. Oh, yeah. They hey. go in. They you know, come. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Everywhere. I, I'm telling you, that, we do billboards. We do radio. We do... Um, um, Looking into getting some do some TV. I've done TV commercials in the past, and definitely social media advertising. You know, Facebook, uh, Instagram. I've done uh, the YouTube videos and stuff like that. And I'm with uh, Rogues Hollow Productions. They're my they do my website. They do my photography and also my uh, vi videography as well. And they they do a really good job. So so you're working your ass off, and I it am. takes a team of people with yes. all different types of expertise. Oh yeah. And that was one of the things I really wanted to ask. Like when people say, I want to run a haunted attraction, I want to anything related to this, I want to do makeup, I want to be one of your actors mm -hmm. in one of your attractions. Um, what can people expect whenever they come here? Because, you know, we walk up and there's all these different elements going on. And we yeah. were talking to one of the Jerry's. Yeah, yeah. Um, right. <laughs> um, of, of just about just the property alone. Like, what can people expect? Because there's so much going on yeah. and so much that you have to put on or put into behind the scenes. Um, what can people expect that, that work for you? And, like, if they want to do something, any of the things that you like to do, mm -hmm. I mean, just speak a little bit about how much that takes. I mean, you just talked about marketing alone. Yeah. But what can people expect to work for you or want to do something that you, like what you're doing? Well, I have a lot of, uh, we talked about earlier, full-time workers. So every day these people come in here and work eight hours a day. But I have an administrative office, officer person. She does, you know, all my the bill paying and supplies, ordering, and, and takes care of a lot of that. And she takes care of me. <laughs> a lot of taking care of there. And then I have people that, that um, distress uh, costumes people that work on um um like the down here like get organizing that area for for the costumes the makeup gosh we, we have 62 and a half acres so it's a lot of grass to cut a lot of property to maintain of course i have nine rental properties here as well so that's the difference between kim's crypt heart mill there's a big property there's a club on the on the um property that's open on the weekends i got the tenants that take care of so if something goes bad there they got to take care of that as well and then we have um uh, the other Jerry, he 
restores props and fixes them and makes them. So we have, it's, it's amazing. I want to take you over there. You can see that. Uh -huh. We'll take some pictures of that. But, um, and then we're always adding to it. So like, you know, just, uh, adding to the scenes, building the scenes is creating different uh, rooms. Uh, then we have after training. We have sign-ups. Our next one is August 6th at 1 o'clock, from 1 to 3. Then we have our big one on August 26th, and that's going to be a cookout, a, um, come, actor training, sign-up. It's going to be a fun day. So we do that every year, too. We get, give everybody food and have, and have fun and, and do our actor training, and it's it's, it's good time. But, um, yeah, there's a lot going on here. It's a, it's a lot more than people realize. So when people want to hot to get hired for the season you just will we're going to train you how to act we're going to train you what to do the safety how to run a fire extinguisher how to you know how to get out and things like that so that's different than my full-time people obviously but we're always looking for actors makeup artists parking attendants security um survey takers ticket takers and more so check out kimscrypt.com and you can you can actually see where it'll say like join us so there's a link for that you can fill it out and we'll, um, you can fill out an application, see how that goes. Join us. <laughs> Join us. <laughs> um, yeah. Carrie, yeah. I know you, you wanted to ask about, you started talking about this earlier, but what about like how things have changed um, from the 90s in terms of the experience mm -hmm. within? Because you were talking yep. about having that fight or flight and yeah. being touched. And Kim, we know you've got like the, the overnight thing that you could do to sign the waiver. Well, yeah. you know, Kim's Crip Camp Out was four years in a row. It was uh, 2016 through 2019, and that was amazing. And for those of you listening that went, you know what it was about. The tent was provided. You got breakfast, you got dinner, you got a swag bag featuring a t-shirt, camp out water bottle, stickers, magnets, and more. It was a 13-hour overnight scavenger hunt to die for. Cash prizes for the top three winners, and it was amazing. I mean, people were walking around with plungers in between their, their legs, trying to get it through, like, tool paper rolls that the other person was holding. <laughs> it was amazing. And popping balloons and just, it, it, I mean, people were hula-hooping and singing the national anthem. Other people were telling each other they love them. It was Aww. like, because it was things you had to do. Yeah. You, you get prizes for this. You get, you got, you get points. You get points for the things that you do. So the more you do in a fast amount of time, the more points you acquire. And the most person with the most points wins the cash prizes. That's why everybody wanted to do this. So people were get, getting their head shaved for points. People were getting tattooed. Kim's Crip Camp Out tattoos on them oh for points. Goodness. People were, were getting, men were getting makeup like women. So, of course, those were high points. So people were in line for that. Yeah. So you might wait in line and miss out on the other things. But it was really cool. I mean, it was amazing. And Trixie was the mastermind behind this. If you could talk her into doing it again, good luck. Because it was a <laughs> lot of work for 13 hours. But the four years that we did it was amazing. And we have people come year after year to every event, and they still say, man, the camp out, oh, my gosh. We were pulling people out of their tents. We were getting them bloody. We were throwing them in the creep. We were throwing them in a the dunk tank. We were just doing all kind of wow. crazy stuff. People were doing calisthenics and, and, and army-type stuff at 6 in the morning. And, and it was like barking like dogs because they wanted these points. They were, it was amazing. Wow. And then we always announce we would announce the winner that day. They would get their cash prize and their little poster signed by us. 
and it was amazing. And then we would all, we would have pictures taken, and we actually have a couple videos left of it, DVDs left, and they're only twenty dollars. We have a few left of um, one of the campouts, and it's something to see. It's got the bloopers behind the scenes and everything. That that is up your alley for yeah. sure. They're very for much sure. touching and torture, and like putting you in a wagon and and in a cage bag in your head and then there was like we would take you we were auctioning off live people we were, it was crazy <laughs> it was crazy <laughs> auctioning off people was nuts i'm sorry i missed this yeah <laughs> it, it, it tell you but to, but to talk to people that actually did it they, they loved it and they would and and they paid for it i mean it was it wasn't cheap but it was worth every penny yeah it was definitely worth <clears> every penny because you got a lot for the, the 13 hours you were there. The haunted houses were open, and that was points, too. You had to go through. That would be a certain amount of points. And so everything you did, we would punch your, your paper. And it was, it was pretty cool. Well, our, our daughter has done makeup on you. She's oh, yeah, but not like that. Not like that. No. <laughs> yeah. No. But um, let's talk about, like, can we talk a little bit about the, the law, like what you're allowed to do? Yes. Not allowed, is there any difference between... Maryland and Pennsylvania, has things changed over time from when you used to do them? Because we've got this romanticized thing in our head about when we were younger, and we remember people grabbing us, mm -hmm. yeah. um, but we're talking 30 years ago, right? Yeah, at so this point. Has it, is it ever at a point where you can consider doing something like that here? Well, the, the way it goes is if you advertise that that's the way your haunt is, then that's the way your haunt is. Some people are a touching haunt, and that's just the way it goes. Some people love that. Some people hate that. Some people don't really care. We typically don't touch people, but we do have an anything goes night. And that you have to sign a waiver and we give you a glow stick necklace and we will touch you. We'll grab you. We'll put, we'll do stuff to you. We might duct tape your mouth. We might throw you in a cage. We might throw you in a coffin, but you're signing up for that. You don't have to do it. If you don't have a glow stick, we're not going to touch you. You can go through at your own will and have fun. Um, but that's one night a year that we open for the Halloween season. It's called Anything Goes Night. Anything cool. Goes Night. Yeah. That is interesting. Okay, ladies, this is a good time for intermission. Kim's Krypton and Mill and Dime for Midnight podcast listeners, new and old. We usually have old drive-in theater ads and forgotten horror trailers. But we've got a little something different this week for this bonus episode with Kim Yates. Take a few minutes to listen in to Kim and her bandmates. As they put it, they are a four-piece metal ensemble forged in the wilds of Baltimore. They are Scarlet Angel, and this is one of their tracks called Livewire.
We are back from intermission featuring Scarlet Angel's track, Livewire. Their CDs are available worldwide through independent distribution channels that include Scarlet Angel's own website store and several other independent sites, such as Sonic Cathedral, WickedCrusade.com, Amazon.com, and CD Baby. Also, thank you to Carl Casey at White Bat Audio for our opening track this week. Yeah, you guessed it, Halloween 3 Nod. His track is called silver shamrock reminder guys that next week dime for midnight's comfy horror movie review and horror etc episodes are back where we're kicking off beach party bonfires and blood month with vampires on dirt bikes to kick us off come on you know what it is the lost boys two weeks until we've got blood beach followed up by the beach house and round out our special horror by moonlit beach month with bonfires of course we're talking the dawn of 80s classic werewolves you know it the howling you can check us out on facebook insta and twitter follow the link tree or our rss link or most of your favorite podcast platforms also friendly reminder we got that photo collage going of all the behind the scenes photos kim was kind enough to take us around to all of her attractions behind the scenes with some of her workers now back to kim and carrie so um from all your years of doing this mm-hmm. and i know you said this is your 30th anniversary yeah. right is there a sense of something that you'd like to get back to uh, in terms of actor costumes, decorations, set designs, uh, <laughs> something that you haven't done in a long time? Yeah. Um, that's funny that you say get back to, uh, I'd like to get back to simplicity, which that'll never happen. Because back when it was simple, we didn't realize, you know, all that, that has to go into it. Simplicity, that's that's my thing. I, I don't know. It's gotten better as we've grown obviously you know we've got a lot of the riffraff we've got a lot of got rid of that um because as you're as you're evolving you meet good people and that makes for a much better haunted house when you have positive people and people that want to be here for the right reasons not the wrong reasons you know because no matter where you go i think in any entity or any business you're going to have you know good and bad but um I just think it's growing and it's getting better in in every aspect. But as far as like uh, what I'd like to get back to, I mean, you know, we scare people. That's what we do. We don't do conga lines. We don't say, okay, tickets, keep going, go, 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 go. We take you in as groups of five, six, usually at the max, and that's if we're busy. But we like to limit it to five people because we want each group to get the individual scares that we're giving you. We don't want... Like, oh, gosh, the, the three people in the end didn't see what happened because the first 10 people got scared. You know, we don't yeah. do that. We, no matter what attraction you go in, you're going through separately. And we pride ourselves on doing that. And we are going to continue to do that, you know, no matter what. Now, if you catch up to the next group or the next group is fast or slow, that's on you. Yeah. You know, so, but that, and it does happen, but um, we definitely take people in, in groups at a time. And, and we've had several people, many, many people say we appreciate that. And that's why we come here. Yeah. We, um, when we first came with our kids, it, given our history of going to haunted houses and attractions, mm-hmm. typically we have said, okay, we put our daughter out first because we're like, you can see what's coming. Yeah. So it's yeah. not quite as scary. Yeah. So we put her first. And then Case went, and then our son went, and then I brought the rear up. Our daughter, she was soaked with, like, sweat because she was so 
scared. When we came oh. to your place for yeah. the first time with the kids, Kim, we were dead wrong about that assumption. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> yeah. I was the one saying, <laughs> yeah. hey, I've done this, like, I've gone through, I love yeah. this since I was a kid. Yeah. If you're first, you can kind of see around the corner. Right. Not here, Kim. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, then there, and then there's our she, son okay. fist bumping, like, Jason. Yeah. And he, it yeah. was so awesome. Oh, that's cool. And then there was a point, because you don't get scared too often. There is a section, and I think it was like a Friday the 13th scene where Jason mm-hmm. pops out. I think it was like a part yeah. three scene. Like with, did, am, am I misremembering there was like hay bales with Jason popping out from behind hay bales? I mean, I know you've done so much. Yeah. You've done a lot. Yeah. Um, but, but, it, but it was the one time I, I he, actually, he jumped. I jumped and yeah. I screamed. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. That never happened. And oh, the kids awesome. still talk about that. They're like, oh, remember that time, Daddy? Remember oh, that time? That's Jason cool. got you. Yeah. yeah. That's Jason neat. got you. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. We like that. Um, what about like some emerging trends? Yes. Yeah, that you're seeing in haunted attractions. Is there anything that you would like to add based off those trends? Um, well, when COVID happened, we changed a lot of things, obviously. And we did time ticketing and we did, um, we separated everybody even more. So, but it was crazy because like everybody came out of the woodwork for that. Everybody, they like, they, we had a really great year because we advertised less, but had more because people were looking for something to do. And that was interesting. <laughs> I was like, hmm, okay. But uh, as far as trends go, I'm seeing a lot of, you know, the, there's younger people come in here by themselves. Of course, we still have the families. Families come all the time. But, you know, a lot of younger people are coming by themselves and telling us they're not scared and acting up and all. But then by the time they go through, they're, like, loving it and, you know, fist bumping and taking pictures with us. So that's, you know, that's cool. You get the, the, the new kids that are doing different things. And we, us older people, have to adapt. What is that adapt and a this and a that and a when you take your phone and it's just all kind of new things that they're doing that we have to understand what they're doing so we can be, yeah, you know, relatable because what was it? It's something that you do with a phone and it's something that you do. I forgot what it's called, but they were doing that last year and Otis would know cause they kept doing it to him. Like you want to be my something and you take a picture. I don't know what it is, but it's, we're, we're still, we're, we're yeah. old enough to yeah. know what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, I, I, I still haven't, I don't have a TikTok account, so yeah. I, I haven't seen any of that, and I'm Snapchat not. Snapchat and all that, it's, it's our crazy. Do- our nine-year-old daughter wanted Snapchat. Mm-hmm. She went and we're like, mm, I don't know, sweetheart. Yeah, I don't know. Turns out it wouldn't work on her device, so we were oh, like, well. okay, yeah, it doesn't work. Yeah, yeah, I, I forgot what it's called. It's called something when you... You take, and they say it, they say, you take my phone and be my, and it's something you do, I don't know, I have no idea, because I'm like, what, you know, but I, I forgot what it's called, I wish I could remember what it was, but we'll, and, we'll figure it out. And, and is there anything with like, um, you know, we, we talked a lot about movies, but not even just like character or movie influences that are emerging, but um, is there anything in terms of like set pieces or makeup that you see, like is there, is any of the technology changing are you having to change with any of the changes of what you're able to go purchase or um, create yeah well you know you got people that are they're allergic to latex some people are allergic to this and that you know we have to watch the the uh, makeup that we're using and some some people you know 
you try you try to please them and you can't. So we just put them in a dark corner, <laughs> or or, put, or we have these. They're, they're made by Gorgalore. They're called actormatronics. It's an actor behind something, and they have uh, the poles, and they push it out, and it goes, and they push a button, and it moves, and it. So that's a perfect place for them. Oh, and you get the shy ones that can't act or they can't speak or they can't do this. I got a place for you, and we have several of those. You know, we have a boar's head you push out. We have a. Um, one's called an alien, and it's and it comes out like that with a snappy, sappy oh. mouth, and it's like half eel, half alien. And then the other one, it's like a big plant-looking monster comes out, and then we have a big um, uh, clown that comes out at you. So we have a lot of those. They're called actormatronics. So, and another thing we 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 do is we, and I I know that all the haunted houses do this, but we did we started doing this back in the day because. A lot of them, a lot of us don't have enough actors because for whatever reason, a lot of actors come here and they think, oh, I just came through your haunted house. It was great. I want to come act for you. And I go, okay, this is what it's going to be. This is what the pay is going to be. This is, and give it to them in black and white, but you're going to be doing the same thing over and over and over again every night for the same thing. So they, cause they think they went through and it's going to be the experience. No, you are one actor in one area. But what we do offer is the person can do multiple roles. Like you might be jumping out of the, a stove here, and then when they go around the corner, you're jumping out of the closet here, and then they go to the next room, and you're doing a drop window. So that's what we do a lot. We have a place where actors can do two and three roles. They might be pushing a button here, jumping out, um, doing the actormatronic, and then putting their hand through this guy's chest over here so we definitely do that but it and it gives people the actors more to do rather than just one spot there, there are some actor spots that's just one but it's very rare here because we like to you know give people a lot going on so it's, it's pretty cool it keeps us guessing that's for yeah. sure <laughs> yeah so um what makes kim's crypt haunted meal unique for seasoned haunted attraction lovers and why should they newbies or younger horror fans come to your place because we're actually scary we're the haunted attraction that actually scares you we take pride in that we want to make sure that everything from the act of the prop the animatronic and everything is going to make you either jump startle you or give you a good scare um we that's why we have the actor training we we go over things with people so they know what to do the timing we have a scare scare again thing too so if there's five six people coming through and we're scaring you we're going to jump back into the area and then we that way the second half of the group goes they scare again so it's scare and scare, scare again factor we also um take pride in the sets and the props and the things that we do have and try to make them look and, and operate the best they can. You have no idea. When I go through, because I'm, I'm here and there everywhere. I'm, I do a little bit of everything. And, and if I go through and a light bulb's out, I get upset. <laughs> it's like, oh no! You know, or if I see something that's out of place, I'll fix it. Or, you know, the sound is not right, I'll fix it. So I'm into that too, you know, making sure that the sound and the scenes work for the scene and it's not too loud or too soft or overlapping into the next scene and stuff like that. So... Yeah, we have lights and fog and and and, and uh, scenery. It's so much that goes into it. I mean, so much, and everything matters. You know, a lot of the and and it's the trigger has to be right, 
and sometimes because of the dust or whatever's going on, the trigger's not working, but we have to keep that. And that's why I have managers and staff enforcers in, in the attractions to make sure. And also, we have an excellent team. The team consists of so many people that care and want to scare you. And, um, I mean, these people, they're like, there's a, to mention, Chad and Kate Dan are getting married this August. It's them, their family, their cousins, their son, who's nine years old, who's been with us since he was three, scaring people. Wow. He's on a little pedal bike, and he's and he, he's a little character. He's CJ, and he has his own T-shirts and everything that we sell. And, you know, their whole family is part of this, and they care, and they, they're here every night. And he actually left the hospital, because he was in the hospital, to be here, because he didn't want to ruin his, he wanted to get his, uh, his perfect attendance hoodie like we have. Yeah, the, uh, yeah we give people a perfect attendance hoodie when, when they when they work and they do every single night. And um, it's it's something in like Trixie, you know, taking people, walking them through. And she has a place in, she calls it her hole here in the House of Eyes. She scares grown adults and makes them pee and cry, I'm telling you. It, she does it and she does a great job. And one of my friends from another haunt, his name is Carlos, he came through and he's walking through and he's like looking at everything. She scared the crap out of him so bad <laughs> that he got into the fetal position like this. He got all all crunched up and and his, I'm not gonna cuss here, but he said F me in the A. Oh, he you you did. can we're, we're explicit, explicit, so you can okay. Yeah. But he did. He yeah. said that to her. I'm, and she's like, like, what's wrong with you? You're a haunter, and she scared the the, the pee out of him. I mean, it was great. It was awesome. <laughs> it's it's a great place because people don't expect it. And what happens is. Because she's a line entertainer, Cookie's a line entertainer, Sluggo, Otis, Maggot, me. We're all like, you know, we talk to the people. And we see the cocky people to come here and act like they're not scared of anything and all they want to do is be on their phone the whole time. And you can't have phones when you're walking through for a couple of reasons. We want you to pay attention. We want you to get the scares. And plus, we don't want the light of the phone interfering yeah. with the, you know, we we set the lighting here. We don't need your phone. And I get that a lot, too. I couldn't see, so I didn't turn my phone on. Well, duh. That's why it's dark. It's we want to point. scare you. Yeah. That's the whole point. That's the whole point. That's why the dark despair is completely dark because you we don't want you to see. But um, but yeah, it's 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 an amazing thing. It's fun. It's freaky, and it's it's not just your normal scares from here, like here in your face. We're in your face. We're down below. We're coming out of the floor. We're coming out of the ceiling. We're coming out of like like literally closets. We're coming out of the stove, the oven. The, the places you don't expect, the refrigerator, you know, you just when just when you think you've seen it all, somebody pops out and you're like, oh, shoot, I didn't expect that, yeah. you know, yeah. You might have to walk through a coffin again. We have a whole, you wouldn't know that because you didn't go through the horror manga smell. No. We have a whole, you walk through a coffin door and then there's a whole set of coffins with vampires in them. Some are moving, some are not. It's really cool. I, I think we, we have a challenge. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, that's yeah. the one with the dragons, too. Dragons everywhere. Okay, our like our son would love that. What about, I mean, why should people not limit themselves to just October? Well, just you know, I don't think I said that. We, we, we did, Kim, we do. So now what we do is the Halloween season for seven weekends. We start in September. This, this year it'll be September, I believe it's 15th, through the Halloween night, which is on a Tuesday. And then we open for the Winter Wonder Trail, which is a family-friendly walk through the trail. Santa Claus, um, friendly elves. There's a craft shack. There's you can sit on Santa's lap. There's a gift shop. 
There's a um, Christmas escape room and more. It is a lot of fun. Families love it. You can bring your pets. You can bring wagons. It's really something to see. And that's five weekends, and that opens on Black Friday and goes through the weekend before Christmas. That's called the Winter Wonder Trail and actually has its own website. It's separate from Kim'sCrypt.com. It's WinterWonderTrail.com. Also, we open for Kim's Christmas one weekend during that. So you can experience both the, the merry and the scary. So that's Kim's Christmas is a scary, twisted. We opened one attraction for that. And I believe last year it was the Horror Mangus Mill. So we had all the dragons with Santa hats on and it was really cool. Aww. And reindeer noses and whatnot. So then we, um, after that, we do Halfway to Halloween. Halfway to Halloween is, it's all always Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. We do that end of April or beginning of May, depending upon how things go. And that's a lot of fun, too. We opened two attractions for that, the Haunted Mill and the Horror Magnus Mill. And then we're open, we do Trunk or Treat. That is a family-friendly thing for the kids. And people can uh, decorate their trunks and their, and their vehicles outside. We give them, um, we give them prizes for the best, best decorated trunk and all that. And the kids come, come around. And we open the zombie escape room for that. We have a, a food truck open. And, um, and the characters out there giving out candy and stuff. It's, it's a lot of fun. So the kids love that, too. Yeah, and you also have the paranormal investigations. Yes. Yeah. How is that going? That is going very well. We've been doing paranormal ghost tours with the ghost pit for I want to say maybe three years now, maybe more, and that was that's very good. We do one a month, and our next one is July fifteenth from six to ten p.m., and you get all the equipment. It's only that one is considered. It's only forty dollars. You get all the equipment and a guided tour. You get to go through the House of Eyes and the Haunted Mill, and if it's nice out, you can even walk through the trail too. So you're not limited to just those two. It's really neat. It's fun, and then there was another paranormal investigation that came out and they did they did one as well and they did a really good job and uh, thinking about having them back as well they did uh their, theirs was longer and it featured daryl marsden from the a and e ghost hunters channel so that was a, that was a good time as well but people ask me all the time can i do a ghost tour with my private group yeah you can get a hold of me at kim's crypt at aol kim's crypt at aol.com or you can go through the website kimscrypt.com and we do private ghost tours so that's awesome um have you linked anything from history of your place to anyone's experiences during those investigations um yeah people have definitely said they've seen like this person or that person Cer certain individuals will say they saw this little girl with long hair and that's supposedly true she got her hair caught in the mill wheel and, and that's how she died back in the day and then other people have said, like actually Jamie, he was the manager of the House of Eyes for years. He was upstairs working. He heard what happened was he was working and a, a big two by four came at his head and barely hit him, missed him. And it went, landed in the wall and it left a, um, like a, a nice size, like a, a 50 cent piece size hole in the wall from this wood that would got thrown at him, but he didn't hear any footsteps. He didn't hear anything. He didn't see anything. He went around looking. Because usually, if there's somebody here, you're going to hear the footsteps. You're going to hear, and he heard nothing. So then a paranormal group came, and they were doing their own investigation. And when that happens, I run the gift shop. I turn the lights on or off for them, whatever they want. You know, open doors and let them go. I don't come in here because I don't want them to think it's rigged, it's fixed, or it's me playing tricks on anybody. Yeah. But they said... 
and they didn't even know Jamie. They didn't talk to him. They weren't here when he was here. They came out and said, man, there's a sense of something in that house of eyes, like wood or something. I'm like, really? And I told them the story, and it was kind of like interesting how whatever it is threw wood at him, and that's, you know, that's pretty cool. But there's historic pieces in the mill that you can't see anywhere because it's, it came, you know, with the haunted mill, like the mill wheel is still there. There's a stone there that you can't see anywhere else. And then there's an old um, sewing machine up there. It's really neat. There's like historic pieces that we worked the scenes around. So wow. we didn't cover it, but you could see it. You can see um, the old gears and the workings of the mill. It's, it's interesting. So that's what's unique about Kim's Crypt as well. It's not a facade. It's not a big house that we built and then you go in, you know, and it's all something we built. This is the real deal. This is a real barn. That is a real haunted mill that was built in the 1700s that you're walking through and you can see the amazing stone and this the, the work of how it was back in the day and you can appreciate that as you're going through. Everybody says it too. Like the basement, oh my gosh, it's, it's you can smell it and feel it. I was like, yeah, it's colder and you can feel it and it's definitely a cool a sight to see when you're walking through because you guys did the haunted mill yeah. and it's not like anything or any other attraction around because it's the real deal you're walking through an old mill and it's we don't have to do much to it you know we didn't have to we didn't build that that's you know that that's the real deal and it's pretty cool and you'll still get scared <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't it's been an amazing experience every time we've gone through thank you just have four more to go four more attractions <laughs> right right yeah. plus the zombie escape room oh yeah <laughs> um my one of my favorite things and kim maybe you can talk about this since you're the expert is yes the costumes are impressive yes the set pieces are impressive um but i actually even like those really quiet moments like looking down a hallway yeah that, is there like a term for that? It's like dead, like a dead space, or what? What is that where there's nothing? It's like no sound, and you know around that. It's corner, funny there's, there's that something. you say that because somebody else said the same thing. One of the um, review crew people said the same thing, and it's kind of like anticipation because if everything, it's kind of like with music. If everything is one speed and one tempo and everything is, is go, 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 then there's nothing to look forward to. So it's kind of like diversity and, and dynamics. You know, we try to, to mix it up and, and just kind of give you that um, sense of like anticipation or almost like what's going to happen next and what's going on. So we kind of want that in, in, in areas, especially not that you went there, but the Terra Trail. There's places <laughs> like that. Because you're walking through and there's all oh, a scare and there's a scare over here and there's a buzzer and there's a bell and there's a person and there's a, something that came out. And then you might walk through when nothing happens, then you let your guard down. You're like, yeah. okay, okay, we're good now. And then you're walking and you don't really see any lights or anything. You're just on the path and you, you let your guard down. You're like, okay. And then you start talking to your friend or whatever it is. And then somebody comes out of nowhere and jumps out of a tree and gets you. And they're like, oh, I didn't expect that. So we do that a lot too. We you know, we kind of mix it up a little bit. And also we mix up where we put the actors. So if you know that he's popping out of this tree over here to the left, he might be popping out of this tree over here to the right the next night. Just like we have different crosses where we have the scarecrows on the cross, we have, we change that up as well. So we could put 
the scarecrows on different crosses and put the real people on different ones. So you never know. We change that up purposely because people, well, you know, you have the people that are too smart for the room to come through and go, oh, that one's real, that one's real. And they point it out and they think, you know, they're being funny, but they're just ruining it for everybody. Yeah. So we, that's why we do switch things up. Who is the character or the gentleman at the end of the tunnel at the end with the strobe light and the yeah. axe? That's another memory I have. Okay, and he goes, woo-woo. Yeah. Yeah, his name is Otis, and he usually has no shirt. He's very bloody. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Otis is, actually, hold on. He's right here on my shirt. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Yes. Uh, yes. Right? Yes. And he Just has, when yes, you think sure. you're in the clear at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right. So Otis has been in that spot for a long, long, long time, and that was his spot. It was like we created that for him and he did a great job for years in that spot and he you know twirls his axes and he skips along and he does his thing but now he is a line entertainer per his request and I was like okay I'll give you a chance because to be a line entertainer takes a lot of skill it's not just I'm gonna scare you and I'm gonna you know gross you out or do whatever I do you have to be able to interact with people you have to be able to ad-lib you have to be able to read people and not annoy people because some people you know they they want it they don't some people don't and he's very good at that so now this past year this past season Halloween season he was a line entertainer and did a great job he has his own props he does different things with them um, different sounds different smells different things in bags that move and he's very entertaining and he took that on his own and made it his own so he's still doing his thing, but now he's all over the place, entertaining lines and entertaining people and sneaking up on people and, and getting crazy. So that's, he's still there. And his name is Otis. And he has his own page too. So That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Given your, your musical background, yeah. what kind of, sco what scores, horror scores um, or music has been your favorite? Well, I love the Suspiria soundtrack. You're familiar with that. Oh, yes. I'm so glad. Oh, yeah. a lot of people have no clue when I say that. Uh, is it Goblin? Goblin, yes. 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 What is it? Claudio. And I'm Italian, too. I should yeah. yeah. You should. Um, and also, what about uh, Fabio Fritzi? Fabio Fritzi, yeah. With, uh, with the Fulci films. The Fulci films. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And the, but Suspiria Yes. Great. Yes, Suspiria is, is like... That I hey, just hey talk talk about Goblin. I've got yeah. my Dawn of the Dead shirt. Okay, yeah. okay, cool, yeah. cool. <laughs> the the uh that that soundtrack is really amazing. And back when we had the haunt at the house, I played that in like the hallway area, and I had a lady dangling with her dress and her bloody legs, and she was oh, dangling yeah. from the um from the attic, and it was playing that, and it's just so intense. It really is. It's like. Oh, I just want to listen to it right now. It's so intense, especially like I believe those first three songs. And I love, I love, 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 love that. Um, I like that a lot. And I also like um, Skeleton Key soundtrack. Have you ever seen that movie? No. Uh, oh, I have. The Skeleton have? Key. Yeah. Uh, you would know. Who's the Who's the actress in that? Who's the man? Is her name Kate, Kate Hudson? Kate Hudson. Yes. 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 I have watched. I think I made you watch oh, it. You're like, I, I don't know about this one. I, I enjoyed loved that. It. I loved that movie because it it and the part where where you hear the like the little butt bass the, the, the bongo drum. Doo, doo, 
He said, Lord, Lord, take his teeth, take his tongue. And it's so scary. And you're like, oh my gosh, it is, it is something. Yeah. Okay, so it is really good. Yes. Like <laughs> yes, I love Skeleton Key. That is so cool. Yeah. Yeah, the Skeleton Key soundtrack, what I like about it is it's, there's some songs on there that are real eerie. And then there's some songs on there that are real like bluesy because it's, you know, it's yeah. based on um, the bluesy the, where they were in um, uh, you mean New, New, Orleans? New Orleans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I couldn't yeah. think. Yeah, that, yeah, that thing. Yeah, and that's that's cool. So I mean, that that movie that was like the perfect soundtrack for the perfect movie for me. But um, as far as like scary stuff too, of course, Midnight Syndicate. They have they have great um, um, CDs. So we use a lot of their stuff in different scenes for different areas. They that's that's all they do is do like horror mu music like that. What about yeah. how? Are, what are your feelings like on the Carpenter stuff? The what? On, uh, oh, Carpenter scores. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That definitely, yeah. I mean, I love that. Um, of course, if you have Michael, you better put it in there. You know. Yeah. That, that scene. The score from Halloween Two is better than the original. Really? Because they added the synth. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know what you're talking about. I just feel like it's a darker movie, and the the theme is even darker. Yeah, I have all their albums too, and it took a while to get them, but I have all like all every single soundtrack, just almost from every single movie. And uh, there's this one. It's got like a violin, and I don't know if it's from Dracula. It might be Dracula. It's really really nice, but real eerie. The yeah, um, real eerie. the the, the Coppola Dracula. Maybe well, Bram Stoker. But, but, yeah. um, is it from the one with Gary Oldman as Dracula? I uh, don't think so. Okay. I think okay. it's from like okay. yeah. Okay. But, gotcha. Yeah. But gosh, I mean, I love like good soundtracks. I, I really do, and I like the. Um, there's some really good ones on. Is it The Conjuring? Mm -hmm. Some off of that is really good too. Yeah. I, I know I love we have we actually have the the thing soundtrack uh -huh. um, by Ennio Morricone. Yeah, yeah, I you love. Got all the in there. I love. Yeah, <laughs> see, and I'm not Italian. <laughs> Go That's figure. Good. Yeah. Um, what about I, yeah. I know our buddy Jake who does this podcast with us. He's over in Texas. He's uh, he turned us on to Rocky Erickson. Are you familiar? No. The great story with that guy. He actually eventually got. Um, unfortunately admitted to a mental institution where he had the electroshock therapy. Oh, wow. And, um, but he had, uh, what are some of the songs? Um, not Night of the Vampire. Night of the Vampire. So he was, yeah. back in the early to mid-70s, he was incorporating horror a long time before a lot of people uh, Way ahead of his yeah. time. I, I just learned about yeah. Mickey Erickson, but mm -hmm. apparently like, um, like Johnny Depp said he was an inspiration for all the music that he likes oh, to wow. play. Oh, wow. Um, our buddy Jake was at this guy's wake. Yeah. Uh, read at his wake and whatnot. But yeah, if you if you haven't listened to him, he, it's pretty cool. It is uh, really cool. Um, but I could I could go on and on. But uh, I the the Halloween two soundtrack. Mm -hmm. The um, what is this? What's the track called? Mrs. Alves. Where it's not it's not the it's not the usual Halloween theme. Yeah. It's the really dun 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 dun. Yeah. Um, and she's like, well, of course, that's the people hate the fact that they made them yeah. brother and sister in that one. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, but um, I'm going to go on a tangent here. But yeah. <laughs> so what about, can you tell us a little bit about um, Scarlet Angel? And so like I told you before we started the episode, Fear of the Night's my favorite. Oh, that's cool. And you said that was from your first album. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. But before you go that, I do, I do sure. want to touch on um, some other, other ones that I do like. Um, believe it or not. The, uh, the 1964 album 
from the Haunted, the Haunted Mansion album, the Disney. Mm-hmm. I love that. That first one and second one, I have those still on album, and of course I bought them on CD after that. But I love them, especially the the uh, you know, there's a talking version, and then if you flip the record over, it's just the the soundtrack, and it's it's got the wind, it's got the creaking door, it's got the the cat, it's got the dogs, it's got all that. I love that. But I I mean, do you, you you guys remember that? Oh yeah, we, yeah. We yeah. It's like four years ago. We were four years ago. Ball. Yeah. It's got a uh, like a. It's got the house on it, and it's got like an orange look. I love that. That's and she and it starts out. She says, <clears throat> "You are a bold and courageous person, afraid of nothing. High on a hilltop near your home, there stands a dilapidated old mansion. I love that. I mean, that, yeah. That, that just I can listen to that all the time. I just I love that, but. Of course, I can't use that as a yeah. soundtrack, but I yeah. just like the whole thing, and then it gets into the wind, and, and just, I just... Oh, oh my God. When we doors. were there for Christmas, the one year, our, our kids were only 18 months old. We took them on... I think that one was yeah. more of a vacation yeah. for mom and dad. <laughs> yeah. We but, took them uh, on the Haunted Mansion. It was like, one of the ones that we could... Yeah. yeah, they didn't know what was going on, but we were like... Went, yeah, when they went when they were four, though, they were really into Five. The yeah. Five. Five. But then the um, another soundtrack I like... It was actually on cassette, and it was called "Sounds to Haunt Your House," and it well, I remember was, it was yeah. yeah it was orange the it was a it had yeah. like an orange label mm-hmm. on it, and I got that on it. Yeah. yeah, and it's got this really neat like and it's in the basement of the mill that's where it's played and it's just on loop and it plays down there and it's so eerie it's scary it's still scary but not cheesy because some of them were real cheesy. But this one's scary, and it's got that that violin thing. This goes like, and then it's so cool. Yeah, and it's got this. It's, it's really good. And it, every time I walk down there and hear that, it just gets me in the mood. You know, it's really really good stuff. Oh, we know that feeling, yeah. Too. yeah. Like, just that, like, like, even today, like, it started off raining and storming. I'm like, yeah. that's the moment that I want to put a scary movie on. Yeah. It, like, recreates the spooky season. For right, me, no right. What time of year, yeah, but, right. Yep. But um, Scarlet Angel. So the first CD came out in, I want to say, geez, uh, 2004, maybe? Some, somewhere in there. I, I joined the band in 1986, believe it or not. I joined Scarlet Angel then. And we played a lot in the 80s, and it was three girls and one guy. I'm the drummer and the harmony vocalist. We played for a long time and then broke up and then got back together and opened up for UFO. because And then we made an album. We made our CD. And then we wrote all those songs that you heard on there. I think it was nine or ten songs. And, you know, we got some interviews on radio stations here and there and, and a little bit of play, but not, not much. And then um, we opened up for UFO, and then we opened up for Kitty. It was Kitty, Otep, and some other band. And this was all at the Thunderdome. And then we started opening up for like a lot more national bands, like Rhino Bucket, L.A. Guns, Twice Winger, Twice, uh, Twisted Sister. That was crazy because there was like so many Scarlet Angel and Kim's Crip shirts, probably more than Twisted Sister shirts, believe it or not. It was really, nice. really nice. a lot, a lot of, of, of swag that we saw there. And then we opened up for Slaughter, Great White, Lynch Mob, oh, was it Bang Tango? And just recently, um, Spread Eagle, Metal Church, um, yeah, a lot of a lot of good bands, a lot, a lot. And, um, so yeah, that band's a lot of fun. We're like uh, rock and roll metal, and we do uh, we have three CDs, three CDs of all original music, 
And I wrote a few songs myself, and I sing a couple on there as well. So I sing lead vocal on Acts by the Angel, The Czar, and Blue Angels and Butterflies. So, and you can hear them, hear our CDs if you're going through the mill, because there's a skeleton band up on the second floor of the, um, of the porch. And you can see the skeleton band and the banner, Scarlet Angel, and you can hear the, hear the music up there as well. So, yeah, I incorporated it into to the, uh, the Haunted House as well. So, um, but yeah, I still do that as well as do the Haunted House. And I just joined a new band, Karma. I've only been in this band for about a year. And we do, um, like, classic rock. Uh, no originals, but it's all, like, like covers White Snake, Queens, Rike Rush, oh, yeah. um, Priest, and Van Halen, stuff like that. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. I, as someone who's grown up, my uncle, he was a drummer in a band and they didn't really have any original music, but they played a lot of cover bands mm -hmm. and, yeah. and they loved Eric Clapton. Oh, okay. Like that was like, they played a lot of weddings. They played a lot of um, local bars and stuff. So he taught me how to play the drums, only tune, Happy Charles. <laughs> That's all I know. That's cool though. That's a start. I do teach drums as well as, um, uh, vocals do lessons, but um, drums is my, my main thing. And Scarlet Angel actually opened, we played at the Midwest Haunters Convention several years ago, many, many years ago. We did the karaoke, we were the band, so you could play with a live band. So people would submit their songs that they wanted to sing or play drums on or guitar on or something like that. So you could play with a real band at the Midwest Haunters Convention, wow. so that was pretty cool. That was a, that was a lot of fun. Play with a real band. Yeah. Kim, do you have any questions for us? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so many questions. <laughs> I appreciate you guys coming out here and doing this because you had a choice, and I'm glad you picked me because I have I have a lot to say, as you can see. I do I do want to again shout out to my team, and we're gonna go there and take some pictures so you can see what they do. And the creativeness and the, just the, the, uh, the love and the passion that goes into this is amazing. And I am blessed to have these people that work for me because I can't do it all by myself. I obviously can't. You know, back in the day I tried, but that was when I had a shoestring budget of duct tape and batteries. <laughs> Literally, we'll fix it with duct, ta duct tape, go get batteries. And that was, that was about it. Now it's like massive and it's crazy. But... Um, you know, we definitely give our customers a bang for their buck, and we know that you have a choice, and we appreciate you coming to Kim's Crypt Haunted Mill. It's worth the drive. I tell everybody that in my marketing. It's worth the drive. It's worth the trip, and you're going to love it. So check it out. It's in Spring Grove. It's in between York and Hanover, and it's only an hour from Baltimore. And so check it out. There you go. I love it. Thanks for your time. <laughs> thank we you. Appreciate it. We know you're, you're very busy and oh, we appreciate you. you taking the time to talk with us. No problem. And as I say on the radio, as people say they want to hear the dude, the Kim's Crypt thing, so I'm going to do it for them. And it goes, Kim's Crypt.com. <laughs>